How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals, help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake. Welcome to the little things with Mitch. And Jake. Jake, it's been a while. Done some quick hits. This this episode we've got coming is going to be a dandy. How you been? Looking forward to it, man. I've been doing well. Um, I'm just thinking about the transition to fall. I actually really love this time of the year. It's my favorite time of the year with summer heading into fall. I've been outside like every single night. It's cooling down just a little bit. Uh, sun's going down a little bit earlier, so I've just been enjoying that at nighttime, man. It's been good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, you want to talk about a little story you had playing basketball with some kids? I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, that was so much fun. Last night, again, it was so nice out. I went to a local park here in Sioux Falls and was just shooting some hoops, which I love to do, and this van pulled up with about, there was like 22 kids in there from macrossons boys ranch in sioux falls here and if you're not familiar with macrossons it's basically um kids who who are maybe troubled or or have had some trouble in their past and they go to this boys ranch to kind of get uh get um back in line if you will but just a good group of kids they were all between 10 and 14 years old and one of the kids came over and asked if he could play he wanted to shoot hoops with me i said yeah absolutely and he went back and told his buddies and pretty soon uh the whole group came over the court and we ended up playing four games. Uh, we were subbing in and out. We played uh, four and four half court, and it was just so much fun. You could just see, like, just the joy in their faces just playing hoops and, and enjoying the time. And, and I had a blast with them as well, too. And it was just it was just kind of a cool experience. You know, it was unplanned. It was super fun, but just uh, played some hoops with some younger kids last night in Sioux Falls, and we had an absolute blast. Cool, man. Thanks for Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it was really cool. It's about the little things, right, Mitch? Amen, brother. Amen. Well, this is episode 37, you guys. Uh, again, welcome to the little things. Um, a special thank you to this season's sponsor, the South Dakota Army National Guard. Today's South Dakota Army National Guard remains strong with more than 3,100 soldiers available to execute its missions. The mission of the South Dakota Army National Guard is to provide combat capability to the war fight, security for the homeland, and to provide combat-ready units in three roles, federal, state, and community. A special thank you to those serving our country from us here at The Little Things. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. The question of the day today is, what is something that people misunderstand about you? The answer to that question, my addiction does not define my character. Mitch, your initial thoughts. It's deep. It's deep. I think you have no problem diving off a diving board and hitting the bottom in this one. There's so much to unpack in this. You don't know what this kid is enduring. I have an idea, and I'll tell the story a little later on. But with answers like this, confessions like this, you just don't know what the kids got going on their past experiences what they're dealing with right now is mental issue or uh, mental illness an issue you can assume you can assume that it is but i think 
we we have an issue with this. I, I think as a society, when someone has an addiction, someone has a mental illness, judgment is placed on them right away. And their true character is not that. It's actually something underneath. It just gets clouded, right? It just gets overtaken by the addiction, the, the mental illness, the, the struggles, the depression, the anxiety. But th- this is awesome because it shouldn't. Your, addict, your addiction should not define your character and who you are and who you can be because that's when we lose hope. That's when we lose faith in things that will get better is when that character, our true value, our core values are no longer with us. We don't even have potential. You know what I mean? I like what you said there about it kind of a, being a cloud hovers over us. It, it kind of feels like that, right? Uh, addiction is all around us. I, I don't know if there's some statistics that we could pull up, but the, the numbers are staggering, right? And it's not always the same thing. Like we can be addicted to several different things. Obviously, uh, a lot of our minds go to specific things, I feel like, but there's a lot of different things that we can be, can be addicted to. And I think it is. It's a cloud over that individual uh, that's going through it. And what what the issue becomes is is not only are they being judged by others, but they're they're likely judging themselves, right? They feel like they're in a bad spot. They know they're letting themselves down, but but maybe more importantly, they're letting others down with some things that are going on, right? Um, and that addiction can 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 affect many, many people in, in family and friendships. So I think it's a big deal. It's a, like you said, it's a cloud. And it is a lot to unpack. I think there's so many, you know, rabbit holes. We enjoy going down rabbit holes, Mitch. I think there's so many different opportunities and, and angles and different uh, different angles at this conversation that, that I'm excited to unpack with you. So uh, let's dive in, shall we? Absolutely. Let's do it. So, again, addictions happen in, in many different forms. Is there, specifically to your life, Mitch, um, maybe there's there's people around you or in your circle or in your past that may have been d- addicted. What what did those addictions look like for you? It was interesting because people that were very close to me that should have been impacted all the same weren't even close. Uh, it, w- it wasn't even close. You have some that will take that and just be like, nope, I want something better for myself and actually make something better for themselves. You've got people that just wear it on their shoulders and almost take blame for the things that are around them. Very soft-hearted people that struggle to get over those addictions. And we do. People that we love, loved ones uh, that, that are addicted to things and that have addictions, you take it personally. You, you wear it on your, your shoulders and want to help those people. But I think the biggest thing with, with addictions and having impacted the people around us is it's crazy to me how addictions impact people differently and the and the relationships play a role in that as well big time big time relationships have so much to do with it you know like we've talked about your circle right your your circle of trust you know family members and and close friends It, it impacts those people and then a lot of times those people in your circle get impacted by people outside that circle because they're looking in on it right with like we talked about earlier, like judgment, right? That 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 seems to happen a lot. Um, from from personal experience, I think what's tough is it impacts it impacts that circle, it impacts family and friendship uh, 
and your relationships in different ways, right? Um, and I think what what's tough for the individual going through the addiction is is they realize it, but a lot of times they don't have the strength to to really push through by themselves, right? They they need a helping hand, they need some guidance, they need some therapy, whatever it may be. But a lot of times it's that person taking that leap. They're taking that leap and taking that initiative to actually get better themselves. That's a big step of it first, right? They could be pushed and try to be persuaded by family members and friends because they know it's going to be better. But at the end of the day, they still need to make that decision. And a lot of times that's tough for those individuals. Have you had instances like that or what might your thoughts be on that? Go ahead and rephrase that last part of it. Essentially, when the person going through the addiction, a lot of times they're the ones ultimately that need to take the step towards bettering themselves. Have you seen that or have you seen struggles around that or what are your thoughts on that versus the friends and families trying to get that person to that point? I thought that's what you said. I wanted to make sure that that was right. I didn't want to just jump on my soapbox. I, I, I probably said it pretty poorly too. So <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about addiction. Um, and you see it in movies in Hollywood all the time of what addiction looks like and it's it's somewhat similar to that. I feel it is somewhat. It might not be as what are you, a cinematic. Is that is that a word? Cinematic. It sure sounds good. Love sure it. sounds good. But they they put this up on a pedestal, right? And we just we we can't relate to it. But it it is very similar to that. In what I'm trying to say is that these people that have addictions will try to find any way that it's not their fault, and that that it's it. They're trying to justify it. So true. They're, they're trying to justify that it's okay and that all these other people do this and that by just moving this around, we all do this. We all do this with our flaws in our life. It's not an addiction. It's when we come up short, human nature and society pushes us to like be able to justify, well, that's why I, that's why I came up short, right? That's why I didn't get this job. It's not just addiction, but it is multiplied by 10,000 when addictions in there because a lot of the times our brain is 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 wanting to do that so not only are you dealing with your brain and your mind needing this substance or this feeling or this thing we're also dealing with with trauma or failure that's why addiction gets super dangerous it's not only the chemical reliance that you have on something you're you're trying to cover something else up it's like twofold in your brain because we're already doing this, Jake. We're When we're struggling and we're coming up short, we're already trying to justify ways to be like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But then when you throw an addiction, it's not only the failure and the coming up short, but our brain needs something. And we kind of know that subconsciously. I think you made a valid, valid point there. I think it's coming up with excuses like you mentioned, right? The person going through the addiction, going through the tough time, a lot of times they have certain certain excuses, certain ways to get out of something. Um, there never seems to be the the moment or the the clarity that says, okay, this is my fault. I need to do something about it, right? Typically until they hit rock bottom. Now, it depends on what the addiction is. But a lot of times there's just so many excuses that go back and forth with these individuals. And it takes its toll. It really does take its toll. Um in your family, 
in your friendships, in your relationships. And it's just, it is really, really sad. And to kind of circle back that back around to, you know, the, the original point, it, it, it impacts the people very, very, very much. You know, a lot of times I think that people going through addictions, whether they've admitted it or not, I don't think they quite understand fully, like how much impact it does have on others. So I think that's an interesting point. But um, one thing that that comes about uh, with that as well, too, is, is negativity. You brought that very, very you brought that up very early on here. How does having an addiction, right? It doesn't define someone's character, but how does that negativity of that addiction or of that image of that person, how does that impact you and the people around us? What becomes who you are and what you're for and what you're trying to accomplish, right? The addiction, which might not characterize you at all. I mean, coming back, my addiction does not define my character. Like, that's what this is. Like, Society makes addiction cloud what your character is like. And it's not necessarily true. It's painting a negative picture of us that we're struggling with, that, that, that we need our, our addiction. When it doesn't necessarily need to. Like we might be a good person, but we just can't overcome this obstacle. And it's this addiction. So that's where it is. These habits eventually take over who you are you know like someone that smokes or you know someone that loves to gamble goes out to the casino a bunch like that to other people that becomes who you are because it's something negative and remember our brain automatically goes to negativity so that's where it's at it's the perception of it that that impacts us and our family too right so if i go out to the casino three times a day or excuse me, three times a day would be a little ex- extreme. Uh, but three times a week, and all of a sudden I'm spending a lot of money. We're we're seeing a negative impact on my family. Like that addiction attacks not only me but my family. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while you were talking there, I had to look up the definition of character. Do you have any guesses what it may be? Um, our character. Uh, I want to say something with like values, like what. What I always say, character, true character is what we do and what we say and what we think when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. I like that, that. that. You know, I like that. That's that's close. That's very close. Uh, you can substitute value values for qualities, Mitch. It's the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. I wrote the I, dictionary. If anyone was wondering, I love it. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, the, the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. So again, we talk about perception a lot on, on this podcast, Mitch. I think we enjoy that. That addiction that that person is going through, and if you'd be willing to share that story that's in the book, that would be amazing for our listeners. But that that story, that addiction for that kid does not define that character. That is not who she is, right? That is not who that person is, their qualities, their values, their beliefs, what they love, their passions, right? Their relationships. That's not who they are. They just happen to have something that they're going through. And what's tough is what they're going through is how they're perceived, which is what you talked about just a minute ago. So I just thought that was kind of neat. I wanted to look up that definition. But if you're willing to share a snippet of that story in in the book, I think that'd be great. 
I want to share this first. I missed a, a point that I wanted to make earlier, and then I'd love to, to share her story because it's powerful. Uh, I want to I want to circle back to addiction because I think in our in our brains, we look at it as addiction as something that's like because again the media right the media portrays this thing as you know if you're an alcoholic like you're missing everything you're at the bar all the time you sleep in bed till noon right they just portray it at such a high level but addiction is is something and it doesn't have to be you know the drinking the the gambling the sex the the drugs it doesn't have to be that i truly believe that an addiction is anything that gets in the way of you limit living your normal life your your normal daily life it pulls you away from that from things you love it gets in the way of building relationships and and spending time with loved ones and family and friends and that can be tons of things jake it can even be things that are positive like work work is an addiction and what what it what comes with work right you're going to make money chances are you're going to move up if you work extremely hard in your job chances are advancements there so you are getting rewarded for this but it can be an addiction and maybe it's the status side of things maybe it is the money maybe it's greed but work can be one another example that is scary is is the gym working out i mean yeah is it healthy absolutely it's good to good to and I should sit here and look at it. Yeah, that's why I don't work out at all because it's an it'll turn into an addiction, right? That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm what I'm trying to say is, when you're at the gym for an hour and a half, two hours, and looking good and and as healthy as you have ever been, which is great, what is that pulling you away from? I mean, do you have family at home that is relying on you to be there and to support you? I mean, there, there's other things that aren't drinking and drugs. So look at the way you spend your time. And if there's things that you need that you're doing, but they're taking away from other important values in your life, you need to reassess that and look at how you're spending your time. You want to go on that? Sorry, I I know you wanted the story, but I didn't want to pass up on that. That's exactly what I was going to say. And you you nailed it right there was that, that how you spend your time, right? We talk about that. I think that's something that's very, very important. Um, busyness is another way right well busyness isn't you know we're all busy right but busy is priorities how we spend our time is priorities right and i think that's a key point that you brought up there it it can be things that are positive obviously there's a lot of negative addictions there's a lot of positive addictions um another one that i thought of would be like relationships like people literally being addicted to another person like leaning on that person for happiness Right. You know, like a girlfriend leaning on her boyfriend for happiness and that boyfriend leaning on the girlfriend for happiness. Right. Like that can be an addiction. Um, We talk about this all the time, not to go down a a black hole, but social media, the Internet, people are addicted to their phones. Right. That hit a dopamine. You know, you ran that class project of how much time kids spend on their phones. It's it's insane, but it's an addiction. Right. It's an it's an addiction. It's that dopamine hit. It's getting likes and, and everything. So. Uh, I don't have too much to add. It's just um, we talk about it a lot, and I think it's super, super important. One thing that that keeps on um, ticking, no pun intended, is time, right? So I think it's important of of how we spend it. So uh, just wanted to comment on that. But, yeah, if you want to share that story with everyone, that would be great. Absolutely. And it, it leads to judgment. 
in how judgment can play a role in how we develop. And this this project was perfect because it, it shared different things. And again, Cardboard Confessionals was a, a project I did with a high school class, sociology class, seven students. And we came up with questions. What do you want to do before you die? What makes a meaningful life? What is something you've given up on? And we polled the, the students at Waverly South Shore, and the answers we received were unbelievable. And basically what we did was we took all these answers that these students uh, confessed, essentially, and just talked, talked through them. And what we found out was that, yeah, initially when you read them, it's great, but once you get to know the story, it really gives you a, a true appreciation of the strength that some of these students have. And this one was a perfect example. What is something that's misunderstood about you? This student wrote that my addiction does not define my character. And she couldn't be more right. She was in the class, actually. And that's what the cool thing about this project was. is Once you got to know the students, you know what they wrote. You know what they wrote. It wasn't even the handwriting. It was just, you just get to know them. And, and they, they're good kids. They're genuine. And... She wrote this because earlier in the year, she had struggled uh, with her mother. Her mother was in prison, and she got an opportunity to go visit her. And basically, her mom had said, like, we're done. Like, we're cutting ties here. I'm going to be here. Essentially, you, you, you are no longer my daughter, and I'm no longer your mother. And the next day, she had overdosed on drugs. And... Uh, it was an addiction, obviously, to overcome the trauma in her life. She had been in foster care for, I think, four different foster families in six years or something like that. And she was. She was one of the strongest people I, I knew. How, how can you be in that many different places in six years with different family members and have loved ones basically say, like, dis, disowning them? And how do you come to school every single day and still have a smile on your face, try to build relationships? It just... So yeah, she wrote that, that my addiction does not define my character. She's the strongest person I know. But yet it's clouded every single day because of the addiction that she has. And the addiction was simply to cope with trauma that most of us would even have no idea about. So to place judgment on that, uh, when most of us have never been in that situation, to place judgment on that, to dig her in a deeper hole, I mean, how fair is that? Yeah, Mitch, thanks for sharing that story. I love that. And obviously that's uh, a big, big section in the book, but you're right. It does not define her character. And what I love about that, when you said she's one of the strongest people you know, we've talked about this before, but vulnerability is literally strength, right? And I think we get lost in that. I think it's a counterintuitive thought. Like people think people think being sad all the time or or depressed is is a weakness, right? Like it's it's frowned upon. And what I think is so inspiring is when people who are sad or people who are going through a tough time, people who are depressed, when they talk about it, when they speak about their struggles, when they reach out for help, do you know how hard that is, right? That vulnerability isn't, isn't weak at all. Vulnerability is literally strength. And for her to obviously write that confession and even 
maybe even more importantly, like own that. Like to me, that tells me so much about who she is as a person, her character, right? As it says in the answer, but just to like, to acknowledge that and be super aware that she is a good person, right? She has values. She, she knows who she is, right? And I think she believes in that, but she has this addiction, right? And that's how people look at her. And I think that's just so cool of her to acknowledge that and, and just be super, super aware of that. And then obviously sharing it as well too. It's, it's, it's quite the story. And, and like you said, the, the strength in order to do that is, is pretty inspiring. And we do this, Jake, and, and we do it all the time. And, and it is brought to the forefront when addiction plays a role in it, when shortcomings uh, are, are there when trauma, depression, anxiety. But so many times we we allow judgment, right? Because that whole story is about judgment and what kid, the, the judgment kids have on other students. And it, it's an issue in schools today. But it impacts us significantly. We've actually had past episodes where we've talked about judgment and what people think. You know, we've had listeners that have reached out. Why do why do we allow people to impact our day? But it happens. It happens. I like to think of this story like athletes that are going to play a big game. Your coach always says, go out to win the game. Don't go out to not lose. And we do this. Like we, we rest on that a lot. Go out to win the day. Go out and tackle things that like you want. Take risks. Like be vulnerable, like you said. But so many times we go out to try to not lose the day. And we're tentative and we don't go after things. And we're comfortable. And we just settle. And that's why like people and I think that's where mental illness picks up. Like just it, we are in a state of just equilibrium. And it's because we're we're tentative. We don't want to go out and lose the day. And it's all based on judgment. We're worried about what people are going to think if we take a risk and we fall short. So go out and win tomorrow, right? Listeners, go out and like try to accomplish things. And guess what? If you fall, you're no further back than when we started, right? Go out and do that without the fear of judgment. It may sound hard, but if you need to rewind that past minute and a half, like do so. That was a great segment, Mitch. I loved it. Thanks. But literally, like, like go go do what you want without the fear of judgment, and you're going to find yourself in such a good spot. You're going to feel completely free. I literally wrote about this today, and I'll share a quick story too, Mitch, if you don't mind, and then we can move on. I think about when I was going through a tough time in 2019, right? Um, if you're familiar with the podcast, I moved out to Colorado, Oklahoma, kind of went on a wild journey and just found myself just completely lost. Right. And I was trying to figure out a place to put all of this information, all of these lessons that I learned. Right. So I opened up the internet and I bought, um, a website on Squarespace and I was going to start a website blog. Right. And I, I published, I went to publish my first post. My first post was written and everything. And before I hit send, I kind of sat there for, for a couple minutes. And I thought to myself, am I really going to do this? Right? Like what, what am I doing? I'm going to, I'm going to write 
be completely vulnerable and write about my life and how much it sucked and all the mistakes I made and everything. I'm going to share these life lessons on the internet to people that I know and people that I don't know. You want to talk about fear of judgment. I, I, I can remember so vividly being back in that computer, in that chair, uh, looking at my computer and just deciding if I actually want to go through this or not. Right. And I slowed down my breathing and I took a second and I hit publish and then I slammed my laptop closed and I walked, walked around the neighborhood for well over an hour, just repeatedly thinking to myself, what did I just do? What in the world am I doing? Right. And to tie this back to the listeners, like go out and, and do what you want to do. Live for yourself. Um, be yourself completely because the right people are going to are going to vibe with that. You're going to attract the right people into your life. If people want to judge you for stuff, fine. That doesn't concern you anyway. And to circle that story back around, when I walked back in and opened up my laptop, I just had an outpouring of, of support, text messages, phone calls, comments on the post, emails, just an outpouring of support of just how cool it was that I was kind of sharing my story and, and providing this platform to people to try and help. So um, I think that was just from personal experience in a sense of um, we all fear, uh, we do fear of, of being judged. It, it is a normal thing. But once we can move past that and just truly uh, kind of walk into who you are and, and believe in who you are, I think it has profound effects. So just wanted to share that. And if you're going to go out, someone told me this when I first took this superintendent job. If you're going to fail, fail doing it your way. I think judgment gets in the way and we start contradicting and start and start just wondering if we're down, you know, our confidence goes, right? And we start doing things based in trying to appease other people. Like if you're going to make a decision and take a risk and you're going to fail, make sure you're failing your way, right? Don't, don't sit there and worry about judgment because we've all been there. We've all made a decision based on what we think other people would like and it doesn't work our way. What do we do? How do we feel? feel terrible we're like geez i should have just done it the way i was i'd be in a lot better spot than i am but many times we can always look back on decisions we made but knowing that you make your decision and it's where you want it's where your values are leading you it's where your heart's at i mean i'm fine failing that way man yeah you're you're doing the right thing if you're failing in something that you deeply believe in you deeply enjoy like if it if it aligns with your core values of who you are and you fail, at least you were doing the right thing, right? If you, if you, if you, if you fall, fall forward, right? There's that old saying, and I think that that pertains as well too. So that was, that was a great point. And it just circles it back around to, and I want to hammer this point home with the listeners is there's, there's going to be people that are always talking, right? There's always chatter out there. Everyone has social media. They can hide behind a screen. They can say what they want about people. But if you stay true to yourself, and, and believe in who you are and just live through that, live through that belief in yourself, you're going to be just fine and you're going to attract the right people towards you. So just wanted to leave that for everyone. Mitch, do you have any final comments on that at all? No, I, I had a great conversation with that stuff. I, I appreciate the dialogue and thanks for letting me get on my soapbox every once in a while. Dude. We're here for the soapbox. We're here for the rabbit holes, man. This is what uh, this is what the little things is about. Diving into these conversations and trying to further them. I think that's why we started in the first place. And and the conversations and the connections and the people that we've met along the way that have stemmed from this is 
is pretty special and that's all on you guys the listeners so thank you so much for all the support uh through the now two years that we've been doing this how about that crushing it it's been fun crushing it's been fun um mitch do you happen to have any shout outs by chance yeah i got one uh i have one we've got her working on some things for our next line of clothing actually pretty exciting stuff the first go around jake overwhelming support geez what did we sell about 80 90 it was yeah 81 is sticking out to me 81 maybe 82 items of clothing yeah, it's pretty cool, you know, and that was individual sales. I think we sold more items than that. So individual sales, 81 of them, which, which is cool. That's what it's all about. It's, it's, we, we see that people are downloading and listening to the, the podcast, but to have that sort of support is great. And I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Maggie Collette's the one doing it. Uh, went to high school with her, uh, originally was Maggie Clemenson. But she kind of does that for a gig out in Minneapolis. Uh, hit her up. She's she's good at what she does. She down or she did my website, uh, MitchReedSpeaks.com. Was very happy with that. So I'm excited for what we have. We're gonna have three different types of t-shirts, and they're they're sweet, man. But so thanks, Maggie. Uh, how about you? Any shout-outs, Jake? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the shout-out there. Uh, I do have a couple. One is from Caitlin Adderhold here in Sioux Falls. She just listened to our very last episode, and she liked the point of uh, social media and how the the influence and expectations of others, how that leads to comparison for us and how that can really, really crush us, you know, our comparison to others. So she thought that was a really great point. She thought that we all struggled with that, and then she followed up with a question on how do we actually acknowledge that and, and try to move forward with it. She thought it was pretty challenging. So we had a good conversation there back and forth. And then uh, the second shout-out would be for our old buddy at Dakota Wesleyan, Stephen Lee. Uh, he listened to one of the episodes um, in Season 3, actually, and just uh, said he, he gave a listen on the pod this morning. Um, it gave me the high vibes I needed. You and Mitch have made me think so positive lately, and thank you so much. So I thought that was pretty cool from Stephen Lee as well. The man, the myth, the legend. Stephen Lee, you bet. Uh, any last comments, Mitch, on episode 37? Yeah, I've got a few, Jake. If you've got a book handy to see what episode 38 is going to be, uh, that would be great while I do my last comments. Yeah, it uh, it's fun talking about this stuff, man. It, it When we first started the podcast, there were some doubts in my mind. You know, I wrote a book on all this stuff. So was there going to be more to share? And holy smokes, have we blown that away you know we wrote about two three pages on each of these confessions and said you know are we going to be able to talk 20 25 minutes on each of these but really what we've been able to to accomplish to this point it's so fun it's so fun it's been a blast hasn't it yeah absolutely two years in mitch it's it's crazy to think that we're we're here after two years. You came out to the farm and we just talked about podcasting and how we got into it randomly, right? We, we were drawing um, some inspiration from it and then we hopped on and downloaded Audacity and hopped on a call and here we are two, uh, two days. Uh, <laughs> can't even say it two years later. It's pretty wild. So, no, I think that's cool. Um, and obviously, again, this is a, 
this is just a great topic, right? I think addiction is all around us, and I think we had a good conversation about it. Um, but our job here at the podcast is to facilitate these conversations, right? So please, we want to hear from you guys. Um, on our Facebook group, we're very interactive on there. Um, the Little Things Podcast on Facebook. Uh, the email is thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Be sure to hit us up on there. Uh, ratings and reviews go so far um, in, in trying to spread this podcast and, and spread these conversations. So please rate and review us if you haven't already. But um, just really enjoyed the conversation, Mitch, as always. And I'm looking forward to continuing on here in season four. And I think we're going to do a little contest. We haven't had one for a while, Jake. And I just think getting people's favorite part of the podcast, I think, would be cool. So maybe that's something we should brew up on on Facebook, social media platforms, things like that, and really just get people talking. Uh, we, we appreciate all the insight that we've received from our listeners. It really, like I said, keeps us going. But tune in for the next episode. The question, what is something that is misunderstood about you? The answer to that question, I'm scared, but I'm darn good at hiding it. This is Mitch. And Jake. Signing out. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. For more details on the podcast or the project, check out mitch-reed.com, itsjustjake.com, or purchase cardboard confessionals on Amazon. And remember, the first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.